Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I tell you what, I've just uh, just been hardly didn't know how to how to contain myself today. Amen. I mean, you know, we hadn't had you know no jumping or running or nothing like that so far yet. But I'm gonna tell you what, I've just I've just been feeling just man, just exploding inside me. Hallelujah. Amen. I just feel the presence of God's. Didn't we have a great watch tonight service? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. It was tremendous. Uh, Brother Chapman and his church, uh, several from his church came over uh, and uh, and uh, celebrated the watch night service with us. We had had um, uh, uh, Brother Wayne and his wife from Brother Batson's church, and then then we uh, had some folks from uh, Mount Juliet, uh, Brother Armstrong's church, that wanted to come in and sing in the choir and everything. I don't know about that, but anyway, hallelujah. I'm sure that were to get back to her that I said that. <clears throat> hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. But we just we had a great time. Hallelujah. And uh, it was uh, it was it was just tremendous. And Brother Joseph back there, he 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 was uh, backed in a corner back there. He didn't know what to do. He was about one point. He told me he was about ready to go through a wall. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, but it just went over real good. And um, uh, uh, the men who got up and spoke, every one of them did a fantastic job. Uh, I mean, Brother Joseph, Brother Paul, Brother Dallas here on a fantastic job um, uh, speaking a, a message royal suited for uh, the watch night service. Um, we're going to be going uh, to Philippians this morning, chapter 3, and verses, beginning at verse 7 down through 11. Uh, these are well-known scriptures. Uh, we have read them before, and I've preached different kind of sermons before. But I'm going to use them again, but I'm going to preach a different message. I might be using the same scripture, but a little different message. Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through 11. But what things were gained to me, these I have counted lost for Christ. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ, Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ. And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Verse 10, that I may know him. Look at your neighbor and say, I want to know him. And the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death, if by any means I might attain to the resurrection from the dead. We're going to be focusing on that tenth verse that I may know him, and I want to preach to you, amen, from a subject today titled Intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. Let's pray. Fathers, we come to you today. We thank you and we praise you, God, for this service. We're thankful, God, for the Spirit, God, that we feel in here today, and I'm asking God now for the next few minutes that you will lay your note upon us that we might deliver this word as you'd have it brought forth today, and that every heart and every life, God, will be touched and changed by the power that's in your word. In Jesus' name, let the church say, Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. I uh, really wrestled with God about today's message. I have been uh, over here 
uh, coming driving down to the church some and, uh, and uh, spending some time here and between here and, and, and the house and praying and studying. And um, I think it's important that our uh, service today sets the tone for what we're going to be doing throughout this year. And so I really dealt with God to put something in my mind uh, to go along with what our, our vision and our mission is going to be all about. Uh, and so on this first Sunday of the new year, I hope to set the course, which we all will travel throughout this year. Amen. During the watch night service, I introduced our congregation to what I feel as pastor should be our mission and aim for this coming year, reaching up and reaching out. We're going to reach up to God and reach out to the lost world. That's what we're going to be about. We don't have time for nothing else. We don't have, we don't have uh, uh, money for anything else. We don't have strength for anything else. And I want to drive this home harder than anything I've ever drove home in all the years I've been pastoring. There's two reaches, two ways that we're going to be reaching. We're going to be reaching up and reaching out. We've got to reach up. We've got to reach out. Now, because of the commitment that many of you have made to fasting and prayer, we have already begun our upward reach. But to enhance our desire and resolve to grow closer to the Father, I want to expand just a little bit this morning on the benefits that intimacy with Christ will bring. You see, as we reach up, we gain a more intimate relationship to Him. If we don't reach up to Him first, then when we reach out to the world, our hands will be empty for the world. Hallelujah. The world does not need another religion. Amen. The world does not need, amen, another program. But what the world needs is for men and women to touch them who's already touched God. If you're not willing to touch God, forget about touching them because you're wasting your time. We gotta reach up, we gotta reach out. We got to develop an intimacy with God. Hallelujah. I mean, over and over, I want to stress that intimacy with Him. It is so very important. Amen. I can't think of nothing else no more important than your intimate relationship with God. I've been telling you now for a long time, amen, that we're not pushing religion around here. We're not pushing denomination around here. We're pushing a relationship. Hallelujah. I want to talk just a little bit, and I try not to hold you too long, but I want to just expand a little bit. There's some benefits that intimacy with God will bring. Hallelujah. And the first thing that I want to share with you, intimacy with God produces spiritual aptitude. Intimacy with God produces spiritual aptitude. That's one reason why, amen, that we need to be intimate with God. Amen. It produces spiritual aptitude. Now, 
I can, sometimes people get upset and they get angry, and I, and, 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 and I can feel it coming from them. When, when you tell people that on their own, on their natural man, that they, can't, they cannot understand the spiritual things of God. Amen. And some people get all uptight about that. But I'm going to tell you something, honey. Amen. You wasn't born, amen, with a spiritual aptitude. You was born completely void of anything spiritual. I was. You was. We were all born alienated from God. You, when you came into this world and up to the day that you got saved, you did not understand the heavenly language. And I'm not talking about talking in tongues right now. Heaven speaks a different language from what we speak on earth. Hallelujah. Heaven thinks a different way than what we do on earth. Hallelujah. The problem is when you've got the people in the church thinking the way the world thinks. Problem is when you got people in the church talking the way the world talks. Hallelujah. And the reason why people in the, in the church are talking like the world and thinking like the world is because they lack an intimate relationship with God. Churches all over this town are filled with people who know about God, but they don't know God. There's a difference in you knowing about God and knowing God. And there are people, sadly to say, in Pentecostal churches in the same boat. Hallelujah. We just, hey, we need to quit gathering around and pointing our finger and, and pointing the, uh, the faults of this denomination and that denomination. We need to start home. Hallelujah. Jesus said we got, we, got to, we, got to get the, we got to get the tube or six out of our own eye before we can get the little speck of dust out of our brother's eye. Hello, somebody. Amen. Intimacy with God will produce a spiritual aptitude that you can't get any other kind of way. Hallelujah. It produces spiritual aptitude. I want to take you to 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 14 through 16. But the natural man, hallelujah, look at your neighbor and say, that's me. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. You know what? There's a whole lot of people, even in the church, thinks that we're foolish by doing this Daniel fast. Some people, even in the church, they look at others as trying to strive for an intimate relationship with God, and they say, well, you can, you can, you can go overboard in that. You can get too phonetic in that. Hey, I, uh, hey, uh, I was born at night, but not last night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We got people supposed to be Holy Ghost filled to make those kind of comments. Hallelujah. But I'm here to tell you right now, it's impossible for you to go overboard with Jesus Christ. It's impossible for you to go overboard and living for God. Hallelujah. The problem is we still got too many people trying to straddle the fence, hold on to God with one hand and the world with the other. Oh, and now the same people say, oh, God, why don't we have service like we used to have? Why don't you move like you used to move? God says, move off the fence and I'll move for you. Hello, somebody. Glory to God. Amen. The natural man 
does not receive the Spirit. Without God in your life, without the intimate relationship with God, you don't have no spiritual aptitude. Hallelujah. Glory. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. You don't get it. You don't get it from Vanderbilt University. You don't get it from some seminar, Bible college. You wasn't taught it in public schools. Well, hallelujah. It's spiritually discerned. You have got to develop an intimate relationship with the Lord before you can really understand what God's trying to tell you. Hallelujah. That's one reason why. Hey, I know I, I, can, I can tell. When I'm met, sometimes I'm getting so anointed and I'm, I'm a preaching and anointed to God and bringing something out. Every once in a while I feel like jumping. And you know why I feel like jumping over? So I can dodge it because I can feel it being thrown back at me. Hello. And it's not the people with an intimate relationship that's doing that. Hallelujah. It's those where that old natural man and that old natural woman still is bucking up against what God wants to do in their life. Hallelujah. Amen. That old fleshly man, that old fleshly woman. Hallelujah. They get man, it just gets all stirred up. Amen. I I I I I'm good enough. Hello, somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. There ain't nobody here on this earth ever been good enough except Jesus Christ. He, he was good enough. Amen. He was good enough. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Let me go on. But he, verse 15, but he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Verse 16, for who has known the mind of the Lord? that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. Think about that. We have the mind of Christ. The only way the mind of Christ can be produced in you is by an intimate relationship which opens up spiritual enlightenment you could never achieve on your own. And it's all about reaching up, reaching up, reaching up. Because you want to get closer to God. You want to know more about Him than you've ever known. You want to experience Him more than you've ever experienced. You want to walk with Him in a way that nobody else around in your neighborhood is walking with. Hallelujah. Because the Bible said it is possible. Hallelujah. It is possible, amen, that we could see that we could see apostles and prophets, amen, raised up out of this congregation, amen, with an anointing laid upon them. The Bible don't talk about gift, the gift of healing. Did you know that? But the Bible talks about the gifts, plural, of healing. When you study the nine spiritual gifts, when he comes to healing, he didn't say the gift of healing. He said the gifts of healing. In my lifetime, I've seen people who've developed an intimate relationship who has reached up to where God would give them the gift, amen, to pray for people for particular illnesses and diseases in people's lives. 
Hallelujah. And God will work miraculously. Amen. When they lay hands on people, amen, for particular sickness, God give, there are gifts that people can receive, amen, to pray for people exactly for, for cancer, amen, or for whatever it may be. Amen. But the problem is this 21st century church, we don't got enough men and women reaching up. Hallelujah. Amen. Because it don't set too well with our natural man. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Some of us already have experienced some things. Amen. Just here in the last day or two. Amen. Some headaches and some upset stomachs and hallelujah. Because down inside, amen, that, that, that old caffeine fellow is screaming, Give me caffeine! <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. The old natural man, the things that we have been keeping him pacified with. Hallelujah. I, I hate to I hate to say what I'm fixing to say. I hate I hate to I hate no I hate to admit what I'm fixing to admit. But uh, and I don't want to say it's too loud because I know Sister Darlene I always say Amen. There's always been just a little bit of devilment in me. She did. Praise God! Hallelujah! Woo! But sometimes, when our children were small and just babies, and they'd be uh, laying around, not not bothering nothing, you know, that's really what you want a baby to do—just lay there and be quiet, you know. But sometimes I'd walk through, maybe. And laying, laying in the uh, in the baby bed or in the playpen, laying, laying down there, I mean, just just sucking on that pacifier. I, I said pacifier because I used the word fooler a while back, and some said, "What's he talking about?" I'm an old Southern redneck boy. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And I stopped looking. You see that baby? Just, I mean, just going town on, and that that little devil man in me, I <laughs> yerk that pacifier out. And man, you don't know how quick Kessie's face just frown up. <laughs> Squall out. And then and then for Sister Darling hears about what's going on, I'll poke it back in there. Keep him getting in trouble. Hush. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Well, you know what? When you begin to fast and you begin to uh, cut your flesh off from things that you've been pacifying your flesh with. It could be, it could be um, uh, caffeine. It could be nicotine. It could be alcohol. Hallelujah. Sugar, yeah. It could be a um, uh, uh, TV program, whatever. When you go on a fast, see, it's the same thing as yanking that pacifier out of that old man or that old woman's mouth. Guess what happened? And you feel the reaction through headaches and through everything else. Hallelujah. Amen. I hadn't. Ha I thank God I hadn't had no headaches this time yet. I hadn't had a headache yet. 
but I'm so thankful that uh, restrooms are not like they used to be when I was a kid in downtown Nashville. Used to, I remember the day you you had uh, you they had you had to put money uh, uh, in, in the restrooms in downtown Nashville. Anybody remember those days? Hallelujah. I remember. I I, I don't. I, I was too young. I don't know how much it couldn't been that much back then, but um, still, my mama didn't want to pay it, and she'd take me in there and stick me underneath the stall, so crawl under there and open it up. Talk about embarrassing. Hallelujah. Amen. So I mean, if 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 if, if, the, if the restroom still had those those money things on them yesterday, I'd be a, I'd be a bankrupt man today. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Well, I won't give you no more. I won't give you no more information than that. Hallelujah. 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 You see, the whole Hallelujah. All right, y'all want to get out of here by two o'clock? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, one of the things about fasting and reaching out to God, the whole purpose, you wanting to get that old man stirred up. You want to pull that fooler out of his mouth and let him cry a little bit. Hallelujah. Amen. Because as a song, Sister Joy sung a while ago, greater is he that's within me. Hallelujah. You, when you're reaching up to God and you, and you get that intimate relationship, then you're feeding the spiritual part within you, not the natural part within you. Hallelujah. You see, amen, you're going to find after you get through with that, amen, when the devil comes along and tries to pull the rug out from under you, you find that you, when you flex your spiritual muscle, hey, it, it feels a little stronger than what it used to. Hallelujah. Because... I am getting an intimate relationship with him. I, I'm taking too much time on this. I've got, I've got to go on. Hallelujah. Another benefit, talking about intimacy with God. Intimacy with God produces spiritual strength. And I just, I just said that. I, uh, I got on that. It produces spiritual strength. Hallelujah. We need to let that spiritual man in us to, to grow. Hallelujah. We need to exercise that. Now, a lot of people's making New Year's resolutions right, right now. Amen. All, all of the places where you go and exercise and all the gyms and all this stuff, man, they're packed full. Hallelujah. But by the end of the month, you'll find out you can get better space. Hello. Amen. But we need to exercise, amen, the spiritual man. So he can grow. We can develop an intimacy with God. In the book of Daniel, chapter 11, verse 32, I want to read that scripture. And notice what he says in Daniel 11:32: Those who do wickedly against the covenant shall be corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God, notice that. The people who know their God shall be strong and carry out exploits. Almighty God. Hallelujah. Now, he's talking about the end time here. He's talking about in the end time generation. In this last generation before the coming of the Lord, he said, those who do wickedly against the covenant shall um, he corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. Hallelujah. The people who know their God. 
Hallelujah. This is not knowing about God. Because you have heard people talk about Him. Been in your life, in the church all your life, and heard messages from Sunday school teachers on up. Amen. You know about Him, but you still don't know Him. Paul said that I might know Him. This know here is referring to an intimate relationship. Hallelujah. It's the use, the Hebrew word is the same word. If you go back to the beginning where it said, and Adam knew his wife and she conceived. It's talking about an intimate relationship. Hallelujah. They who know their God, those who have been intimate with Him. Hallelujah. There are many, there are many who put on a show of Christianity. And they even believe to a certain extent. Hallelujah. I said there's many who put on a show of Christianity, and, I, and they even believe to a certain extent. But there is no real intimate relationship with the Savior. Hallelujah. These people can be identified, and listen to me close, who are these people? They have a show of Christianity, but they don't have a real intimate relationship with the Lord. You can identify these people by their lack of dedication and commitment to the spiritual lifestyle. Hallelujah. They might come to church. They may put some money in the offering plant, but their, their lifestyle is far below, amen, what a child of God should be. Hello. Glory. This is what Daniel meant by doing wickedly against the covenant. Those who do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt. The word he there. Is referring to the false prophets, and particularly the Antichrist when he comes on the scene. Those who do wickedly against the covenant. The covenant, hallelujah, is twofold meaning. The covenant, hallelujah, first of all, is the, is the commitment they made to God when they repented and they, and, and they was baptized. Hey, whether or not you realize or not, when you repented and got baptized in Jesus' name, you made a covenant with God. You made an agreement with God. And he said, those who do wickedly against that covenant, amen, you don't dedicate yourself. Amen, you don't show the amount of respect to it as you should pay. Hallelujah. He said, those people who do wickedly against the covenant. And there's also another, I told you it was twofold. This right here is a covenant. The Word of God is a covenant. The Bible is a covenant. And people who do not follow the Word of God, who do not walk where the Word of God tells them to walk, who do not talk the way the Word of God tells them to talk, they're doing wickedly against it. Hallelujah. The day will come when those who have only been playing church they're going to be the ones deceived by the smooth talk of the false prophets and the antichrist spirit of this end-time world. The Bible talks about many are going to fall. Many are going to be deceived. But I'm going to tell you something, folks. That's why it's important that you reach up to God now. 
that you develop an intimate relationship to God now. Because if you don't get intimate with him, when the false prophets and the Antichrist comes along and they start doing their smooth-talking jive, how do you, you're going to fall right along after them. That's what the book says. Hallelujah. If you've been one of those doing wickedly against the covenant, amen, not, not, uh, not dedicating yourself, not committing yourself like you should, like you know you ought to, the day comes somebody else. If you, if, if you don't make Jesus Christ the total Lord of your life, one day the day will come that the old beast and false prophet, they'll become your Lord. Hallelujah. Guess what? I've heard people say, well, how in the world will people ever believe all that stuff when he comes on the scene and the Antichrist shows up and all that stuff? Hallelujah. Well, you, guess what? The Bible says that God, God will send them strong delusions to cause them to be a lie, believe a lie, and be damned. Why? Because they did not receive the love of the truth. They did wickedly against the covenant. Hallelujah. There's going to come a separation day. That's how come the, uh, the, the, he tells us we let the wheat and the tares grow together. A lot of people use the crutch now. Well, I ain't going to go to church because it's full of hypocrites. Yeah, but there's going to come a day that God's going to take care of the hypocrites. I don't have to worry about them. God's going to take care of them one day. Hallelujah. The hypocrites ain't going to be in the church when the church leaves here. They're going to be out gone before because they're going to be deceived. Hello? They're going to follow the smooth-talking speech of the false prophets and antichrist. Amen. You better dedicate yourself to God now, because if you don't dedicate yourself fully to God now, you'll find yourself being one of those bound down and saying, put those three sickness on my forehead, boy. I'm telling you. Hallelujah. Like the song, hey, and I preached this message a long time before that. Whoever wrote that song and put it out, I should, I should uh, demand some royalties because I, pre- I, I preached the message. But uh, somebody wrote the song and, and put it out. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Hallelujah. Amen. We've got to develop an intimacy with God so we can have the spiritual strength that we need to overcome. The closer that we get to the end time, the harder it's going to be for you to overcome. It's not going to get no easier. It's going to get harder. And you've got to develop your intimacy with God. They who know their God. Hallelujah. You don't have to, if you know God, you don't have to worry about being deceived. Jesus said, my, I, I preached about the sheepfold and, and taught a message on that on Wednesday night some, not, not very long ago. Hallelujah. What did, what, what did Jesus say? My sheep hear my voice and a stranger. What? what? Hallelujah. His sheep has got an intimate relationship with him. And they know the voice of their shepherd. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 But those who know their God or have an intimate relationship with Him will be granted a supernatural strength which allow them to do mighty works for the kingdom of God. I appreciate that message, Brother Joseph, the other night. Because I've heard so many jack-legged preachers get up there and tear it all to pieces. 
when they talk about greater works, shall I? And they they start talking about the old women. We're going we're going to well, you know, we're, we're raising the dead. We're doing. You can you can forget about doing the greater miracles than Jesus did. Ain't nobody in here going to ever do greater miracles. Hallelujah. They don't understand what that means when he said greater works. Hallelujah. I appreciate you bringing it out. God gave you that understanding, boy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know some preachers have been preaching for 20 years. I wish they'd get some of that understanding. Hallelujah. Amen. They who know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Hallelujah. Let me tell you what. While ever, because you've been reaching up to Jesus and you've been developing an intimate relationship with God, the day's going to come that you're going to look and they're going to be falling on your, on your right and on your left. They're going to be going down right and left. They're going to be falling all kind of false spirits and antichrist spirits, but you're going to be out there and you're going to be doing great works for God. You're going to touch lives for God. Hallelujah. You're going to do some great things for God because you have taken the time to be intimate with Him. One more point. I've got to hurry through that. I'm going to close. Intimacy with God produces a desire to reach others. Hallelujah. Intimacy with God produces a desire to reach others. Pentecostal people needs to go back and do some reevaluating. Because we have trained ourselves and built the own our own traditions on what we think somebody does who's real spiritual and intimate with God. Hallelujah. It's not me running around this church that shows I'm intimate with God. I can run around this church all day long and not not know we're very close to intimate with God. Hallelujah. It's not the one who jumps the highest. Guess what? It's not the one who talks in tongues the most. Hallelujah. I've I, I've been I've 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 been I prayed for people before, uh, delivering them from a, a demon possessed spirit, Amen. And, and different ones to be be speaking in tongues, and that spirit inside them goes talking in tongues, mimicking those who are speaking in tongues, saying the word, same words. The devil knows how to talk in tongues. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't let nobody make you feel bad and say you're not close to God just because maybe you don't speak in tongues as much as somebody else. Because that's that's not how God, what God judges your spirituality by. Hallelujah. That, that That's not the main purpose of the Holy Ghost anyway. All that is is an initial sign that the, the Spirit of God has come in. Hallelujah. There are some people who gets the gift of tongues. And so there we go. Sometime in the future, maybe I need to teach on the same spirit. There's a difference in somebody having a gift in tongues and somebody being filled with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The person who's got the gift of tongues, amen, will use tongues a whole lot more than what somebody else that don't have the gift. 
Hallelujah. And that person maybe talks in tongues a lot more than somebody else. You don't need to be looking down on somebody else and think you're closer to God than they are because you talk in tongues more than they do. Because that's not it. But you know what? You can judge your own spiritual walk with God by how much you want to see lost people saved. Because the closer you get to God, the more intimate you're going to get, you get to God, the greater love you're going to have for souls. Because the closer you get to the heart of God, that's what makes God's heart tick, folks. The old well-known scripture that just everybody can quote, John 3:16, For God so loved the church. God so loved us fancy preachers. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. It's impossible for somebody to get close to the heart of God and not have a desire to reach others for him. I cannot judge you. Nobody else can judge. But right now, is there a burning desire in your heart as you sitting on your pew this morning? Do you got a burning something that's consuming you, making you want to see somebody get saved? Somebody who don't know God. If you don't have that, then I'm here to tell you, you're not as intimate with God as you ought to be. And you need to do whatever it does, whatever it takes, to where you walk around every, you, that you're literally miserable. Because you know people are dying, going to hell all around you. You are not the spiritual guide that you think you are if you ain't got a burning desire to see the lost saved. Because the closer you get to the heart of God, I can I can remember well. I can remember well the night that I repented. And I come to God as a seven year old boy. I remember well. After the Lord, I just, man, the new life came over me, and I just felt like a thousand pounds was lifted off me, and I felt so free and so so much freedom. The next thing after that, there was a burning desire. I wanted to tell somebody what God had done for me. That was on a Sunday night. When I got up, getting ready to go to school that next day, I couldn't wait to get there because I wanted to tell my friends what happened to me the night before. I got saved. I got saved. Hallelujah. And I believe everybody, when they receive that initial experience with God, they they feel that when when God has done something in your life, you got something there, you receive something you, that you just got, you can't hold it in. Unfortunately, as we get a little further in God and we grow, we lose that. We lose that. That's why we got to continuously reach up to God. Because as you get closer to the heart of God, you're going to get right at His heartbeat. And the heartbeat for God is souls. The heartbeat for God is souls. There's nothing out that matters. God's more concerned over souls than He is you getting a raise. God's more concerned over souls 
than you are getting healed when you've got a sore toe. Hello, somebody. Come on. Too many of us have done made God out of the kind of God we think you ought to be. Hallelujah. He's a God that gives me everything I want. Hello, somebody. But the heartbeat of God is not none of us getting none of our wants. The heartbeat of God is that the lost should be saved. Hallelujah. And that's the true measure of somebody's intimate relationship with God. As we reach to heaven, as we reach up to touch heaven, the intimacy it brings will give you a desire to reach out to touch the world in order to save as many as you can. If a man or woman doesn't feel a burning in their soul to reach others for Christ, it proves their relationship with God is not an intimate one. They know about God, but they don't know Him. Hallelujah. Praise God. We reach up to get what we need so we can reach out. Because that's why God's got us right here, is outreach. That's why He he wants us here, is outreach. We've got to have a desire for souls. An intimate relationship with God. That's my desire for 2010. I'm not as close to the heart of God as I want to be. I want to reach out more than what I've ever reached out. I want to touch Him. It goes back to a message I preached last year, not 2009. I think it believe it was 2008. You, anybody remember the message about seeking, seeking God's face and not His hand? That would fit good in here. Because we've all do well of seeking God's hand when we have a need. But God said, if when we seek His face, then He'd hear from, hear from heaven and heal our land. Hallelujah. Let's stand together. I'm going to do a course right now. If anybody feels like they need to talk to the Lord for a few minutes. Hallelujah. Anybody feels like they need to reach up unto Him to get more intimate with Him, we're going to give you that chance. Hallelujah.